It is my pleasure to welcome you to another edition of the This Ability Show.
Alright, this is a show on Hilltop Radio every Wednesday at 8pm and was created in collaboration with Tech Era to create awareness of the perils of differently abled people and to help educate and make differently abled people feel more at home in the society. This is Norma Forsen and I'm your host for tonight. Mistakes hold me down like I'm paralyzed. Yeah. How many times have I asked for grace? Standing in the same broken place. I'll give you every good reason to walk away. But somehow you choose me. Good evening again. I hope we're all doing well, surviving in the quarantine condition. With the current conditions, I hope everybody's safe at home. Um, tonight, we're doing a call for attention, a call to awareness, an awakening call of some sort, because it is necessary. We are in a time that people organize and stand saying we have emotion. People engage in a rally. People engage in a day commemorated for something. And then weeks after, or even days after, we forget. We're in a time where so many of us are so ignorant concerning the lives of differently abled people. Tonight is a reminder of the great work that has been done. The impact that advocates of differently abled people all around the world have made. Tonight is a night to motivate you to be an advocate in any way that you can.
A Kenyan man, Fred Uku, I hope I pronounced his name right. Anyway, a Kenyan man, Fred, he realized that differently abled people were facing discriminations with relation to employment. They found it hard to find jobs, and when they found jobs, it was difficult to find employment. When employment was a problem, looking at this scene, he decided he wouldn't just sit there and do nothing. He wouldn't just sit there and watch. He did something about it. He created an online portal where differently abled people and employers could sign up and have their CVs matched to employers who were looking for certain skills. He decided to make an impact in a field that he works in. Since he works with the human resource department, this is what he was able to do. And that is the network for the disabled. The portal that he created is called the Riziki Source. Just in case people would like to check it out, it's called the Riziki Source, spelled R-I-Z-I-K-I Source. Another man, Bahati Sati Omar, has also made a huge impact in the working field for differently people in differently abled people in Rwanda. He lost his sight after high school, and so his dreams of becoming a doctor had been dashed, or so he thought. Just like we learned from Sarah last week, he also decided that he wasn't going to sit around and let the negative comments that people passed and the awful stereotypes concerning differently able people hold him in place. Instead, he started an organization to secure jobs and he decided to secure jobs for differently able people, especially the youth, and educate people and create awareness on differently able people. He did this by organizing six-month internships. 
He used himself as an example, and in a year and a half, he had gotten 20 people who were differently abled employed, all doing this with six-month paid internships. His organization was called the Uwezo Youth Empowerment. back in Afghanistan there was a conflict and just like in countries where there's a lot of conflict people who have differently abled um, situations are considered burdens on families that's exactly what happened in Afghanistan in the time of the Taliban regime they considered people who are differently abled a burden on their families in those difficult times a young man named Fairoz Alizada stepped on a landmine by accident and lost his leg. For further clarification, a landmine is simply a mine that is buried underground, an explosive, so you could step on it and lose your leg because of the explosion. Fairoz lost his leg by pure accident and took a long time to heal. No doubt the ways in which people regarded differently able people was no help then. And worse still, this happened when he was only 13. 
It took him about six months to physically recover. Afterwards, he continued schooling, and he still faced the hard comments of people in his community. Even in the university where people should be or claim that they are pursuing higher education, one of the principals of Kabul University asked him, and I quote, You are disabled. Why would you want to study? That alone could psychologically mar someone because usually the principal should be asking you if you are learning enough. What could possibly be stopping you if you are not learning enough? What can be done to make it better? But that was all backwards for him. It took him losing his leg to a landmine to cause him to start learning about disabilities. And later, he became an advocate for differently abled people. In 2007, he started an NGO called Afghan Landmine Survivors Organization. He started this peer support group with his friends to provide peer support to many people who had suffered similar feats as he had. His hope is that the needs and rights of dif- disabled people should be counted as one of the national priorities that will slowly change the behavior and perception of people with disabilities in Afghanistan. A step in the field of education for differently abled people in Ethiopia was taken by a woman called Ketnobrash Nigusi. Boy, I hope I got this name right. I hope. She was blind at the age of five. And her belief is that when differently abled people have had an education, they can demand the right to employment. She lived in a poor rural area. And so she faced many challenges, including the challenge of having lost her sight. She went to a boarding school for the blind. 
and now she's an advocate for differently abled people and for inclusive education. Inclusive education is simply education that allows people who are differently able to also have an education. In the darkest hour, when I cannot breathe, fears on my chest, the weight of the world on me. Everything's crashing down, everything I have known. When I wonder if I'm all alone, I remember. Almost all of these people that I've just spoken about have been forgotten with their works. Almost all of them were treated terribly because of their disability. And almost all of them went through psychologically disturbing situations before they became differently abled people's activists. And before they became differently abled people's advocates. In all of these situations, however, they had friends and family people who are willing to support them and help them make an impact. That is how they survived. The youth today 
millennials would say we want to make an impact we want to do something to change the world changing the world doesn't need a speech said at the national or international level changing the world doesn't need some hugely glorified act seen by the whole world it could mean that one would simply do whatever they can with what they can with internet that almost everyone has the access to we can learn more and reduce the ignorance percentage on disabilities. We can share information on disabilities. I'm not saying that doing big things like these people have done is wrong. I'm simply saying that a change of behavior towards disabled people, differently abled people, a developed interest in differently abled people and the situations that they face and the different ways that we can help them would go a long way to help. gentlemen it has been an amazing evening thank you for listening catch you next week wednesday at the same time 8 p.m on hilltop radio it's only 30 minutes of your time but it's really worthwhile so until next time this has been the this ability show